everyone, Tyler Tambolin here, aka Toe Tag and Tambo, back for another edition of the Thursday Night Football Prize Picks, Picks and Bet Show, right here on the Mayo Media Network. If you guys haven't yet subscribed yet, do so now. Big red button, bottom right corner. Subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Get updated for all these shows that we're putting out each and every week. This show is, of course, brought to you and presented by PrizePicks.com. You can head on over to PrizePicks.com. Use promo code MMN. Get yourself a 100% deposit up to your first $100. Gonna look for some winners. Got a couple of great picks this week to get into. If you guys haven't watched this show before and you're just joining for the first time, one, I appreciate you. Two, a little bit on the structure. We're gonna go two main prize picks, talk about the game a little bit for tomorrow night. Then we're gonna hop into a DraftKings breakdown for the slate, showdown slate that is, where talk both sides, some captains, some roster construction, ways to get different, things that I think we can do to hopefully pick some winners for tomorrow night. And then of course, at the end, we'll always do a brief recap or update, I should say, of what's gonna happen for the main slate this week. And then if you guys want more on the main slate, you can always check back on this very channel on Friday for myself and Pat Mayo in studio at his place where we're going through the entire slate for ownership, exposures, DraftKings, everything set up there, mini stacks, secondary stacks, and then of course the favorite, the defense segment where we break down defenses where not everyone spends a lot of time there, but it's something we're talking about. So check us out there. This week, we've got a good one. It's going to be uh, maybe not good for everybody when they see it from the sense of what the scoring looks like, but for making money, I think it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about that. We've got the Eagles in Houston taking on the Texans. The Eagles are favored by two touchdowns, 14 points, total sitting around 45. So that will make for some interesting strategy when we get into things later. But before we do that, let's hop right into these prize picks. And I've got a couple for you guys for this week. Always going one from either side. Last week was one-on-one on the main, the bonus hit as well. So we had Brady over, we had Rashad White over on receiving yards, Brady's was passing yards, and then we just missed on that under for Lamar. I thought they were going to run it a lot more than they did. It turned out they wanted to air it out a little bit more and see what they could do there. Uh, didn't really go well for that, but I mean, as far as the game go, they got the job done. So interestingly enough, we've got another one here where it's going to be a mobile quarterback. So two weeks ago, we had Andy Dalton versus Kyler on this show. Last week, we had Tom Brady versus Lamar. This week, we've got Davis Mills versus Jalen Hurts. And we're going to talk about those two guys right out of the gate because both of them are involved in my prize pick. So the first prize pick of the week is going to be Jalen Hurts over 40 and a half rush yards. Looks like a good matchup. Obviously, we know everybody just runs all over these Houston Texans. I know they have a ton of running backs. They've got all kinds of different guys between Sanders, Scott, Gainwell, etc. But... I think it's going to be a spot here where we could see him run quite a bit. He's basically another running back for their team. He opens things up for himself in that way. And he should be able to evade these guys, no problem, in my opinion. 90, 57, 61 are three that he's went over this total. And then he had a couple other close calls. Jalen Hurts, that is, 27 and 38. So I don't think 40 and a half is asking too much. The only real mobile quarterback that this Texans team has faced is Justin Fields. And he went for 47 back in week three while his running back, in this case, it was Herbert. I believe that was the week Montgomery got injured, but Herbert went for 147 or 157 on the ground. So just this past week, we saw Derrick Henry just absolutely destroy them again. The issue is here when they disperse it amongst Sanders, Gainwell, Scott, etc. like I was talking about earlier, I think we could see Jalen Hurts do quite a bit more himself. And last week you say, oh, but Malik Willis, he was in for Tannehill. Why didn't he run a bunch all over them? That was a different setup here. He's not a starting quarterback. He's filling in for Tannehill. They had it set up more. And why wouldn't they just run the guy that runs 200 plus and two TDs plus now four games in a row and Derrick Henry over top of them. So I can see 
Jalen Hurts just doing a bunch here, and I like him for the over 40 and a half rush yards. Second prize pick, going to go to the other side, going to stick with the quarterback, Davis Mills, under 21 and a half pass completions. This is a number I like. I was actually looking at the under on the attempts. It's 35 right now on prize picks. I could see that going down, but the issue is he's gone over that more times than he's gone over these pass completions. I also think this is a tougher defense than some of the other ones that he's faced where he hasn't been able to get to the number. So I think it's a better spot here for him. He's only broke this number three times and two on the whole season. And two of those three times, he broke it by two or four completions. So it's not really a huge difference in the numbers, like 23 and 26. The number here is 21 and a half. So Davis Mills under 21 and a half pass completions. Just to recap, first one, Jalen Hurts over 40 and a half rush yards. Second one, other side, Davis Mills under 21 and a half pass completions. That's going to do it for prize picks this week. Let's go two for two and see if we can get back on board there. Before we get into DraftKings, guys, and talking all things showdown, want to remind you where you can find me. One on Twitter, at ToeTag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you guys have any questions. Also, every Saturday I put out a thread. It's called Tambo's Tidbits. You can find the hashtag Tambo's Tidbits. It goes up every Saturday. I take all the screenshots from around the industry of information I find valuable, free information that is, link it, give credit to the people that posted it, compile it and curate it all into one thread. It's not the 17 things to do this, to be this. Like I I don't put it out like that. It's just 10 things I find interesting that I think can help you with your daily fantasy and your bets, parlays, whatever you guys want to put together with it. So check me out on Twitter at ToeTag and Tambo. The information goes up there every Saturday during the golf season. I do it for the PGA as well. So just something to keep in mind. Follow me at ToeTag and Tambo on Twitter. And then of course, RunPureSports.com. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, you can go over there now. It's all sports, one price on an absolute heater. So no secret, the promo code RPSHEATER25. Get yourself 25% off your first month. You have to go to the monthly option, the $100 option to use this. You'll get 25% off your first month. Check it out. All sports, one price. Get in the Discord. Hang out with us. Talk talk some games. It's always a lot of fun there. Let's move on, though. Let's go to this stuff for showdown. I've got it up here for DraftKings. Looking at it now, Jalen Hurts, going to be the big decision. We're going to talk a lot about him. He is 17700 in the captain. So just starting with him and going back to it here, you plug in Jalen Hurts at the captain at 17700 You've got now 60, just under 6500 left over to spend. So I will say this right off the top. First off, that's a big decision because it's a lot of your salary. He's going to be extremely popular for good reason. Again, there's lots of options in this game, and we'll talk about those in a minute. But I think people will get fixated on this very easily for the good reason of there is lots of value that you can play, especially if you're building in a game script, which you should be for these showdown slates. And the obvious one being here, Philadelphia blowout script would include the backup running backs. Like you could have a Jalen Hurts and then you go in your flex, plug in Boston Scott, plug in the defense, who we will talk more about in a little bit here because the defense is $7,000 on DraftKings this week, which is way more than we're used to usually less than $5,000, some cases less than $4,000. If you go Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Boston Scott, you now have almost 8,000 left. Again, Davis Mills is not expensive, so you want the quarterback from the other side. You still have over 7,000, so keep that in mind. Not saying not to do this, but this is where that conversation around the space comes in around the dupes versus the uniques and that sort of stuff. Like, if the game goes as it is in a blowout, it's hard to get these unique blowout lineups because... It's basically the same setup as everyone else. And when you have to plug in someone from the Houston side, the Philly guys, there's only so many that you can pick from in a blowout to go to. So 
You can still get different with it, leave a bunch of salary. There's other ways to go about it. But I will say this, this is, if you think this is what's going to happen, you should still build for it because if you split it every way and pick up five, 6,000 for the win, it's still five or $6,000. So even when I'm building my 150 set and I'm focusing on not, you know, building chops like that, it'll still happen in some cases, but also I just will build a certain percentage of my portfolio that are like, okay, fine. If I hit this for five, 6,000, it pays off my next two slates of buy-ins, but hopefully one of my builds hits, that's a two-way chop. I had one this past Thursday was very close. Or sorry, Monday Night Football where it was Cincy versus Cleveland and it was a two-way chop going down like the final three minutes. It was myself and Osimo and we needed Boyd instead of Higgins. That's how it ended up shaking out. But if Boyd had got that, it was a 5-1. Not many were on the Cleveland 5-1, so we flipped the script. I don't advise doing that here. I see no way in the world that Houston would show up here. That's totally different. It was a division battle. Uh, Cleveland was 7-1 at home against them in the last eight. So there was just other angles going towards that. Uh, they were down Jamar Chase for the Bengals, just trying to relate two slates to one here. But to say all that to say, if you get a build like that, you're hoping that's the one that hits because then it's for last week, it would have been for $300,000 for the 500 for first, 100 for second, 600 chop two ways, quick math. But here... I'm saying build how you want to build, but in these bloats, it's going to be tougher to get unique. So some other thoughts at captain, looking at it here. Uh, one thing I will say, Davis Mills, I know it's not ideal, but he should be throwing a lot. He should be down. I know I know, I was on the under completions earlier, but it could be still under the completions, but he throws for a couple touchdowns because they get down close enough or a pass interference or something that leads that way. I will say this, when you look back, I mentioned it earlier, those last two slates, Andy Dalton crushed Kyler Murray in that matchup on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago. And then last week, Tom Brady put up like 325 passing yards. Only one passing TD. He was very frustrated with that game, obviously. But he would still put up a decent game through the air. And I'm not saying that's a guarantee to happen here. But when you have Davis Mills at 13-5 in the captain versus Jalen Hurts 17-7, I still don't know if it makes it up because of how good Jalen Hurts is, how mobile he is, all the upside that he has there. But... It is a possibility that Davis Mills could fit in here. You'd want to put him with a couple pass catchers, go from there. But just to say that still leaves 7,300 on the table for your flex spot. So think about that. The other thing is, if you think it's going to be Sanders, here's the thing always, right? Running backs, as we know, we just saw it with Henry. We've seen it with everybody actually this season against Houston. Just absolutely destroy this Houston Texans team. If you want it to be a little bit different, you go with Sanders. I don't know... What he'll be owned up top, maybe 10%. But the point being, play a guy in a good matchup. That was the thing about the other, the other thing about the Monday night game. Chubb was in a great matchup and people weren't playing because they were on the Cincinnati side. Here, people are on the Philly side. It won't make Sanders low owned or unique. But when that many people are on Hertz or switching it up and getting, if they're not on Hertz, they're going with 10% of this guy, 10% of that guy, 10% of that guy it is getting a little bit more dispersed as far as ownership goes thereafter. So I would have no problem just taking a stance and saying, okay, I want 20% Sanders. If he comes in at 10%, I'm double. If he comes in at 15, I still have some leverage on the field and can get different with those lineups that way. So Sanders up top leaves just under 7,000. I like him. And then you got to look at it from there. The other guy that I think will get a little bit of ownership here, and the one that I would actually be okay being off is AJ Brown. One, Coming off, you're, you're not saying you're chasing, but he is coming off a huge game. A short week, three touchdown game. Everybody saw it. You know, that was a big deal for last week, for Sunday, for the main slate. Now he comes in here at 16-8. The only interesting part is that he's that close. He's only 900 bucks less 
than Hertz. So it is interesting. Most will probably just go to Hertz there. So that would be the key for the or the pro for the side of playing him. The other thing is though is that they just don't need him, right? You could run all over Houston. Why wouldn't you? It, you know, when he gets down there, he could pick up a couple more touchdowns in the end zone. I guess, again, like I said, that's the only case I can make. Other than that, I just don't see a big explosion game for him again. And he does cost almost as much as Jalen Hurts. So that would make it tougher for me there. Let's see what else I got here. A couple more that I want to talk about. Oh, the defense. I talked about this. It won't be me. If it hits, it hits. I mean, move on to the next slate. But $7,000 in the flex equates to 10500 in the captain. I One, I think that's a lot for a defense. They still start the same as everybody else does. We've had other situations where the D looks really good and did not come through. Like we saw uh, Patriots versus the Bears, wasn't it? I think the, they were 5,200, not 7K. But this is a better spot. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it, it warrants the price there, but it's hard for me to get to. And I don't think your five ones with the defense up top will be as sneaky as you think. So just flipping that is one thing. The way I would use them if you wanted to would be Find the 5-1 with, I don't know, it's just tough. It would have to be the Sanders one because I'm not going to put the D in over Jalen Hurts. But what I was trying to say is maybe find your best Sanders 5-1 that maxes out your money or uses a lot of your salary with Miles Sanders up top. Swap him with the D and leave the money on the table. And the reason being, maybe he does a, has a good game, but it gets spread out amongst Gainwell, Scott, Hurts, and himself. And the D does a little bit more late or something like that to come through. It saves you a little bit of money to fit maybe one more bump up. So uh, again, if you're leaving the salary though, you're not bumping that up. So just keep that in mind. I'm just looking at it here. If I go uh, a Sanders, let's see, a Sanders. we got to go Eagles D for this example. You still probably want Hertz in there. Uh, we're going to talk about the kickers anyway. So you got Elliott in there. And then you need somebody from the other side. I know we're waiting on Brandon Cooks, but let's just assume he plays. Uh, there was a thing with him. I didn't talk about the injuries off top. Looks like Collins, Nico Collins, will probably be out. We'll see about this for sure, but it looks like he'll be out. So Dorsett, Chris Moore, Tyron Johnson. And then Cooks was, personal reasons, out on Tuesday. The trade deadline was looming, all of those factors. So we'll see, but he put out a weird cryptic tweet about everything and who knows, but it sounds like I assume he'll play. That leaves you just a little bit of money, about 3600 bucks. Whoever you plug in, I'm not going to plug it in here for the reasons of the show, but let's just say you have somebody in there and you already have some money on the table. You could take Sanders out, Eagles out, go back up, put the Eagles in up top, and then while you have enough for A.J. Brown and other guys, let's just say you put Sanders in, it leaves a bunch of money on the table. It's the same build. You're just saying that Sanders does less than the Eagles. So that's another thing to look at from, from this slate. I think you could try out. I think that's interesting. Going down to the flex and just looking at some of the other spots. So kickers, don't know if you'll need them up top. It would be the same sort of example, but man, they would have to kick. It would be Elliott and he would have to kick probably four or five field goals. I just don't see that against this Houston team. So if you want to build that way, you can. I personally don't see it. All right. So going back to the flex, let's have a look at this now. That's, I mean, pretty much it for captains, but just going back to the flex here. Like I said, all the guys that we said at captain, of course, um, the Houston guys, you know, Pierce, Cook, Cook, sorry, uh, you know, you've got these guys that you can use here. I think no problem. Maybe take a shot on like a Chris Moore or a Dorsett. I'm thinking like for back to the captain, if you wanted to do that, I, I don't think I will, but I'm just saying if you want to go there and again, these are all viable in flex as well. The kickers are both viable. I think, like I said, if you want if you're playing the blowout script, though, it is tough to imagine Fairbairn because once they get down, they're going to have to just continue to go for it, which would keep him off the field. Who else do we have here? 
Quez Watkins is $1,400 on this slate. Only saw a target each of the last two weeks. I mean, he's very risky, but on a showdown slate, I could see going there. Um, the two Jordans, so Brevin Jordan, the two tight ends for Houston. You got Brevin Jordan, four targets last week. And then you've got Jordan Akins, right? He's another guy they have there last week. He got two targets. So keep an eye on them. Again, at most one for those guys. But if those guys were sort of your only guy coming back and one of them gets you six or seven points, that might be enough in those 5-1 builds if you're running them that way. Uh, the other thing would be the 4-2 builds. If more people are going 5-1s and you have 4-2, you have, you know, you've got your Cooks and your Davis Mills or you've got your Pierce and your Cooks and you don't play the quarterback, something to make it a little bit more unique if you could. I wouldn't hate that. And then I talked a little bit about it already, but Dorsett is 4,000. Five targets. Last week, and then I want to look at Chris Moore just to see him as well. Didn't get any targets there last game. Just want to see here from the week before. Four targets in week seven. So tough to tough to stomach those guys. But like I said, on this type of slate and showdown, you're going to have to. So I would get at most one door set more. I mean, if you could get to a 3-3 three, three that you feel comfortable with where you got three Eagles and three Houston, it's going to be unique on this slate, but it's really tough to imagine. So probably mostly... Five ones and four twos, they'll be popular. Leave the money. Swap the captain with the cheaper guy that's in your lineup that you think could actually beat the captain, like I talked about earlier. Little things like that where you can just get different and find your way to the top that way is I got no problem with it. That's sort of the only ways you'll have to get different on this slate. And you just have to deal with the fact that you may not get that unique to ship the whole thing. But what if it's a 30-way chop? It's still really good money based on that. So try and set up for those more than the 500 way chops or eleven hundred way chops like we've seen sometimes this season where it's you know, everybody has the exact same lineup and they max out their salary. That is not the ideal situation. So wouldn't be looking at that as an angle you should go for. That's going to do it for this week, guys, for the showdown slate. Let's move on and talk a little bit about this main slate because this is a big bye week. So we've got the primetime games, of course, and then we've got six teams on bye. We've got the Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Giants, the Steelers, and the 49ers coming off the CMC trifecta game where he ran, received, and threw a touchdown, which was incredible stuff to watch. But with all those teams on by, plus the primetime games, it's actually only only a 10-game slate. So lots to talk about still. There is some good stuff for this slate. We'll dive into it starting at quarterback, and we got Josh Allen back. That's always nice, and he's going up against the Jets. So Josh Allen, going to be pretty popular for good reason. They've got him in at 8,500. We can go back to the well on Tua. He's going up against the Bears, who, if you look last week, I know Tony Pollard did a bunch of the work there, but Dak still had a pretty decent game against them. So I could see going back to Tua and those passing stacks. We'll talk more at wide receiver in a second. Kyler Murray versus Geno should be a popular game. Big total, so Seattle, Arizona. I think that'll get talked about a bunch. And then Herbert going up against Atlanta. The interesting part about Herbert, why I like him a little bit here, a couple things. One, Allen and Murray are above him. Tua is right below him. Uh, even those, again, Burrow is going to pick up some steam too, I think. So you got, you know, Burrow back on this slate. You can go back to him. But Herbert squeezed between those two above and below. And then, of course, Geno is down at 5,800. So I definitely think that's interesting. The second part is with his injuries and stuff that are going on there. Not sure if Keenan Allen's back yet. Not sure if Josh Palmer's back yet. Mike Williams is out. All these factors where it's harder to maybe stack it and feel comfortable. Those are the spots we want to take advantage. So definitely like that. You can go with Herbert Eckler 
and a pass catcher. So I think that's another way that you could go about it. And then we're also moving on to running back right quick. We're also getting to a spot in the season where now we've got eight weeks under our belt. Used to be half the season, but with bye weeks, the extra game, all that, not quite, but the flow chart, it starts to work a little bit better. So you start to see these matchups and say, oh, this worked last week. Why not? Let's try it again and start looking at some of the situational stuff. So uh, also guys that have got bigger workloads. So for example, Travis Etienne, he's 6,300 going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. That's probably a good spot. I know last week, not as many saw him because he was in the London game, but if you missed it, this is now two games in a row with over 20 DraftKings points, almost 30 last week going for 24 attempts, 156 yards on the ground, and then got three targets. He's been getting three, five, two, five targets. So that's a good spot here at 6,300. Good matchup, etc. Mixon, if you look at Mixon's spot going up against Carolina, 6,500. Again, he's still getting the volume. It's just a matter of if he's not getting the volume, like last week he was down, he still got all, he got nine targets all of a sudden. So 13, 18, 17, 12, 17, that's his DraftKings during the last five weeks, but he hasn't broke anything yet. He hasn't done anything yet yet. Now we get a good bounce back spot at home against one of the worst teams, if not the worst, in the league in the Carolina Panthers. So definitely think Mixon is interesting at 6,500. The Green Bay backs, Aaron Jones, not so much A.J. Dillon because he didn't know what have you done for me lately, but both those guys are in a good spot against Detroit. We saw what guys have done to them, so that can be another spot that you go back to. And then talked about Eckler being up at the top. The one interesting spot here, we also had some trades this past week. Uh, If you guys followed last week, with the Tua, Waddle, Tyreek stacks, Mostert was still pretty popular in that game, in those game stacks against Detroit for good matchup, all that. He did not come through though, because they did it all through the air. The interesting part was, and I was hoping for this, we could get some flop lag. He's going against Chicago, who we all just watched Pollard rip up for three touchdowns and crush them on the ground. Yesterday, or Tuesday, I should say, they traded Edmonds. And I got excited because I was like, oh, this is the perfect setup coming up for this week hopefully people don't go there he's a couple hundred less than etn there's all these reasons to go back to him but then they went and signed jeff wilson from the 49ers word is that he will play this week so it's just more of a committee that you got to deal with it makes it the worst situation again not saying he can't go back there he still gets a really good workload i will pull that up actually while we're here right quick because someone said that it's not like he's going to get more workload because he was already getting a bunch and now they brought in wilson so he definitely isn't or is not likely to but 14, 16, 14, 18, 15. This is very consistent. He's not gaining a bunch, but he's not bad either. So again, 8, 21, 6, 22, 10. He looks like he goes in patterns. So maybe this is the boom week, but I'm just bringing that up because I think it'll be interesting for tournaments. Not as many will go back there. Going on to wide receiver. Again, we'll have to wait and see. Cooper Cup is up at the top. Uh, Sounds like he'll play this week against the Bucs, but... He did have that injury scare at the end of the game there last week. It seems a little more precautionary, but we'll have to wait and see. We still have Jefferson on the site. We have Diggs. We have Devontae. We have Hopkins. We've got a bunch of great players at wide receiver on this slate. It's absolutely loaded, so keep that in mind when building your lineup, stacking it up. Tyreek and Waddle are right there. Waddle, 7,400 now. Tyreek stayed the exact same at 8,500. So that's a little bit interesting there where Waddle got the price bump from 6,700, but Tyreek did not. Also, just a note back at quarterback, Tua went up $500. So if you want to go there, I got no problem with going back to it. Those two are leading the league in, in pair of guys receiving yards. So pretty incredible stuff they're doing over there in Miami. Going down the list, uh, Higgins is 7,300, so he's up there a bit. But again, no chase. 
So you could like that. Amon Ra got the price dip. He's down to 6,600. So 300 bucks less there. Uh, Metcalf dropped down some. Godwin is only 6,200. If you want to go down there. And then one thing I will talk about, uh, Lockett and Metcalf. They're in that Seattle, Arizona big total we talked about in Arizona, in the Dome. Metcalf, 6,400. Lockett, 61. Back in the day, back in the day, like we're so old here, I'm saying, but back before when it was Russ and, you know, let Russ cook days and they would not let Russ cook. Of course, Pete Carroll kept him pretty tight, tied up there, but you would not play Metcalf and Lockett together. It wasn't just a price restriction. It was that they really weren't going off together. And that's the thing here you're seeing. So Metcalf, 18 to five, the last three weeks, Lockett, 16, 12, three, but the thing is, at these price points, they could go off together. So if you want to play that game and go Gino, Metcalf, Lockett against Arizona, I would have no problem with it. And you're almost hoping to replicate the Tua Tyreek Waddle from last week. Problem is that they're not Tua Tyreek Waddle, but worth a shot just in case. Just wanted to bring that up so you can set up your lineups for some stacks. I mean, you could do it with Burrow, Higgins, Boyd. Now that Chase is out of there, you could do it with Allen, Diggs, and Gabe, Gabe Davis, but the problem with that one is it gets really expensive, right? Diggs is 8,400. Gabe Davis is 69. That's not much different than last week, but your quarterback is not $6,200 like Tua was last week. It's 8,500. So I'd probably stick to one with Josh Allen, just thinking out loud as I go through it. With the other guys, you could definitely go with two. And then lastly, we'll talk some tight end. Big time on the Seattle, Arizona guys. We are, so other note for this slate, it's the same as last week. No Kelsey, no Andrews primetime games so that sets up so they're not on the slate Hawkinson I'd imagine they'll fix he's obviously been traded to Minnesota so right now he still shows Detroit at 5,000 but Ertz, Fant, Disley one of those two I can see those guys being popular within those game stacks I could see where maybe Bobby Tunyon gets some love here up against Detroit especially if people are playing those running backs you can go to him Kyle Pitts is on the slate going up against the Chargers Finally had himself a big game. He had 19 DraftKings points last week, five receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. So could see if people maybe go there. He's 4,500. Like there's some good relief. And then the guy's down low. So Higby, regardless if Cup is in or out, $3,700. He'll probably be popular. And Hurst, like I said, going up against Carolina with no chase, 3,600 bucks, especially if people are stacking there. I could see that being popular. And then lastly, Waiting to see on the Waller news because Moreau picked up some steam last week late. He only got a $100 price bump last week. Nine targets, six receptions, nine targets, totaling 9.1 DraftKings points. So something to watch for there. Defense is what it is. You know, there's a three defenses this week. Bills, Patriots, and Bengals all priced over 4000 So if you guys don't follow, follow this channel, Mayo Media Network. Hit the subscribe button, bottom right corner. Hit that like button. Check us out. On Friday, myself, Pat Mayo, will have the show out live in studio. We'll be talking all things DraftKings with up-to-date ownership, stacks, secondary stacks, defenses, things that you can do to get different, where we see the field going and what we're doing instead. So it's a great show if you guys haven't checked it out. Really well-viewed. A lot of people like it. Some great feedback. Got to be a subscriber. So be there on Friday. Check us out. That's going to do it for this week, guys, though. You know where to find me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo, over at Run Pure Sports, all my content, all sports. You can check that out, rumpiersports.com. Use promo code RPSHEATER25. Get yourself 25% off the first month. That's going to do it for this week, guys. Good luck in your Thursday night contest, and I'll see you guys back here next week. Thanks, and good luck.